0: Is if we can talk on it just for a little bit, what God is searching for in you. A lot of times we look for what God is doing, but what is God doing in your life? When we reference to God searching, He is setting his sights of people that will please him. He is setting his sights on those that will believe he is God, and beside him there is no other. Amen. Therefore, God's searching is examining the lives of men to see if there are anyone that loves him and want to be saved. God is exploring worldwide for somebody that would love him with his or her whole heart. Amen. Amen. He is thoroughly examining the hearts of men to see is he seeking for him. God is looking to see who is on the search for him in their life. You must remember God sorted you out before you even had Him on your mind. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So we were caught up in the cares of this life, and God was not our focus point. However, God looked at the motives of our hearts for evidence of a speck of right that he can take and cultivate it into righteousness. Amen. Amen. That can be cultivated into true love for him and his word because he is going to examine the intent of our hearts. Are you in it for the fish and the loaf, or are you in it for the relationship with God? You must ask yourself that question. A lot of them followed Jesus because he was making fish sandwiches. Are you going to be the one that is following him for the relationship, or are you just following him just to feed yourself? We are a people that has always been on the receiving end when it come down to God. As though we have nothing to give him back. Amen. When it come down to God, our money isn't the deciding factor of importance because guess what? You can't buy God. The, decision, the deciding factor, uh, we, 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 we can't look at uh, how our appearances is uh, uh, how good we look for, uh, guess what? Because in our flesh, we cannot please God because our flesh is an enemy to God. Now it's time to ask or uh, search for God, expectation. Out of you. Not out of someone else. But you got to have it personally. God what are you expecting. Out of me. Did that make sense? What is God looking for. Out of me to give back to him. For all he has done. For me. Wow. When you trace back your life, God's been doing quite a bit. Amen. Come on, somebody. He was doing quite a bit when you didn't even know him. Because he knew you, but you didn't know him. Amen. 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 The Psalms that said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord, and I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Everybody that know you or see you ought to realize that you want to search for God. Those that see you ought to see the change from what you used to be to where God has brought you now and you should not be ashamed to give God thanks and give God glory for what he's doing in your life at the present moment. Am I making sense? The benefits. What will I do for all the benefits? Huh? First benefit, he saved you. That was most of all. The next one, he healed you when you were sick, and you thought you wasn't gonna get well. I guess you know it was God that stepped in. Amen. He made a way when there was no way. He made a way when your back was up against the wall, and you couldn't see your way through. It was God that heared out a way for you, amen, to make it where you are today. Amen. When no one else cared for you, no one showed you love, God showed you kindness and tender mercy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When you were a hair uh, raiser, He still offered you his amazing grace. So look at some of the benefits, you know, that God has uh, has given us. Those benefits that are priceless. He gave you joy. And he gave you peace of mind if you stay with him. He said, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. So guess what? Every peace of mind that you get, you better better remember that it came from God. Amen. Therefore, we would ever be, when would we ever be concerned about what God is looking for out of us for all of his benefits that he's given us? What can we give God back? What is God searching for in you? Huh? He's not searching for a a sit-down or do-nothing spirit out of us. Amen. He's searching for some kingdom builders. Can we look for a way that we could please God without life? Do we actually look? Can I offer up him sacrifices of praises? If I can't do anything else, I ought to be able to praise God. If I can't do anything else, I still ought to be able to worship God. Not for what you think he's going to do. You ought to worship him for what he already done. Because if he don't do anything else, guess what? He done done enough. I can worship the Lord. I can praise him with thanksgiving. I can live a life that will honor him instead of dishonoring him. I can give him the riches of my heart that would be pleasing in his sight. Oh, there's so much that we (coughs) overlook that we actually should be doing amen. amen there's so much that we take for granted in this walk with God God is looking for somebody that is willing to please him we work too hard on pleasing others than we do on pleasing God when we do these things our God is Gets the glory. And his presence. Are felt. And moving in our life. Amen. And it moves in our life. In the presence of others. That they said. There's something about you. Can't put my finger on it. But it's something about you. That stands out. You know what. When God has you standing out. It ain't about what come out of your mouth. It's about the presence of God being in your life. That others were say, what must I do to be saved? You ought to be a drawing factor to somebody. Huh? Because like God drew you, you ought to be drawing somebody else. They ought to see what God did by drawing you, that they want to be drawn under God as well. Somebody need to see Jesus living in you. To know that he is alive and waiting on them or waiting on him or her to call upon his name. He that called it upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on, somebody. Let's do a little scripture. Reading. We're gonna go to John chapter 4. John four verses twenty one through thirty. Amen. Let's read starting at John twenty one. I mean John four and twenty one, brother. Worship, for salvation is of the Jews but the hour coming and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for he seeketh for such to worship him god is a spirit and they that worship him in spirit and in truth the woman said unto him i know that the messiah cometh which is called christ when he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples, and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, and went her way into the city, and said unto the men, Come and see a man which told me all things that I ever did. And is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Now, the latter part of that is the woman had a testimony. And she took her testimony and she ran into the city and she told them, about this man called Jesus, and she said that this man called Jesus told me everything that I ever did. Lord have mercy. Guess what? God knows it all. I don't care if then nobody sees us. God saw us. Come on, somebody. God saw you when He pulled you out. He already know the mess that you was in when He pulled you out. Come on, somebody. Jesus was telling this woman, worshiping God must move from the natural place to a spiritual place. Come on, y'all. We can't just worship God in the flesh. We got to worship God in the spirit. We got to be spirit-filled, led people that want to worship God in spirit and in truth. So guess what? If you're going to worship him in spirit and in truth, when truth come across, you can't be having no rocks in your jaws. Uh, if you is, then you're not worshiping God. Because you telling God, I don't like your word. You must know who you are worshiping. Because there are some. That worship him. Out of ignorance. Out of error. Come on somebody. However the true worshiper. Will be led by the spirit to worship. And will worship the father. According to the truth. Amen. I you know, if the Holy Ghost is working in you. The truth ought to stir you up. Huh. If the Holy Ghost is working, guess what? The Holy Ghost is going to get happy about the truth. And if he's in you, you ought to be getting excited with the Holy Ghost about the truth. Did that make sense? Well, true worship is rooted in our gratitude, in our gratefulness. For God's unfailing covenant. One thing about God. When God make a covenant. With his people. He don't take it back. What happens. Is we violate the covenant. So guess what. Then we are are the ones that are the covenant breaker. It's just like a contract. We are the one that breaks the contract with God. God stands on his word. Amen. Amen. Jesus said to the woman that the time is now, that the true worshiper is already here. You got to worship the father in spirit and in truth. My God, it ain't going to be on the mountain. It's not going to be in Jerusalem. It's going to be worldwide. The Holy Ghost was going out worldwide. It wasn't just stopping at Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was an introduction of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. But it wasn't a stopping point. I know it wasn't a stopping point because guess what? It stopped by your house. Amen. Amen. So it's going out worldwide. It ain't going to be on the mountain where she thought that it was going to be worshiping it. It wasn't going to be in Jerusalem where she thought it was going to be stopped at. The woman said, to the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. And he would explain everything that we need to know. Jesus said, woman, do you not know that I am he? You is talking to the one that is trying to introduce you to salvation. I'm the one that's trying to introduce you to true worship in the Father. So the woman said, "He said I come to seek those that want to worship God Amen. in spirit and truth. God ain't forcing nobody to worship Him. Amen. He are uh, giving you an introduction and an invitation. It's still left up to you to accept it. Amen." He gave you the introduction so that you won't be walking into something falsely or in error. Then once he gave you the introduction, so guess what? Then he gives you the invitation. So all you got to do now is follow me. Amen. And once we follow Christ, then guess what? Everything else falls in place. Then he introduced you to wisdom. And then he introduced you to knowledge. And then he introduced you to an understanding. Come on, somebody. And then guess what? The thing that you thought you knew, you found out that you did not know. Am I in the right place? Jesus told her that the Father is looking for somebody to worship him. Now, think about that. If God is looking for somebody... To worship him and God is not flesh and blood, how would we worship him? We would have to meet him on his grounds. Amen. So if we got to meet God on his grounds to worship him. We got to worship God in the spirit. Amen. And then on top of that, it said that God is his word and his word is true. So now guess what? We can't go up and worship God doing falsehood. We got to come to the knowledge of the truth yes. so that we can get God some true, authentic worshiping. Amen. Not a put on, but a come on. Amen. Amen. It's based on the truth of God's word. Nothing but the truth So help you God. If we don't make worshiping God a priority, you would never experience the kind of worshiper God is seeking for. God, we got to get to understand that God is particular. He don't just accept anything. We throw him up anything, but he don't accept anything. So guess what? Now we got to seek God to find out what is he willing to accept. Come on, somebody. And you know how to do that? You got to get out of you. You got to get out of self. Amen. Amen. You got to get out of self and go on a search for God and let God speak to you. See, a lot of times we want to allow God to speak. We want to do all the talking. But we won't hang around and see what God has to say about the matter. We don't hang around and find out what's the conclusion of the whole matter. Amen. Because there's some things that we won't come to uh, 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 knowledge of or we won't open our eyes to that God has to open our eyes. That make sense? Amen. Let's go to... Ezra chapter 3 in the Old Testament huh now Ezra chapter 3 verses 10 through 13. I haven't said "Praise praise the Lord. Let's read it, please. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple, they set the priests in their apparels with trumpets. And the Levites with and to praise the Lord after the of David. Because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And the people shouted with a great shout. Amen. Because the foundation of the house of the Lord. Now, go ahead, go ahead. The priests and the Levites and the chief of the fathers, who were the ancient men, had sent the first house. When the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. Wow. They... Begin to rebuild and when the foundation was laid they didn't wait on anything else when the foundation was laid they began to shout when the foundation was laid they began to have joy about what God was restoring back in their life when the thing when you're on the foundation of God you're supposed to have some joy Come on, somebody. There is no other foundation laid but Jesus Christ. And you ought to have some joy about the foundation of God. When the builders finished the foundation of the temple, the priests put their robes and blew the trumpets in honor of the Lord. Guess what? They didn't come before God just any kind of way. Ah, uh, y'all said y'all said it don't make no difference what you wear, but guess what? You don't just come before God any kind of way. Get out of your rags and put on some joy clothes. Put on some clothes that would honor God. Put on some clothes that show some joy. That you come to praise God with your best. When you come to praise God with your best, why would you come raggedy? Mmm. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, you didn't do that when you came before your boo you were dressed to kill huh? come on somebody you wanted him to have something to look at (laughs) am I right about it why you want God to look at you raggedy then the priests had to put their robes on am I right about it They put their robes on. They blew the trumpets in honor of the Lord. They were not looking at the stones of the foundation. They were just rejoicing that the foundation had been laid. But they recognized the foundation of God's unfailing love toward them. They put on garments of praise. They didn't come before God looking like they just rolled out of the bed. <clears throat> come on somebody They look like they didn't They didn't look like they didn't want to be there They look like they were having joy To be back in the presence of God We ought to be joyful When it comes down To coming back to the house of God To get in the presence of God Amen You don't know what God want to do for you but if you come back in the house of God dragging like you don't want to be here, guess what? It's evident that God probably would be saying you didn't need to be here. Hmm. Because guess what? You didn't come looking for Him, so why would He come looking for you? Am I making sense? They came out of captivity. And they set their sights on the Lord. What did you do when God brought you out of captivity? Come on, somebody. You was in prison in your mind. You was in prison by your actions. Come on, somebody. You didn't know which way to go. You didn't know what to expect from day to day. Amen. Amen. They praised the Lord and gave thanks. And they was taking turns singing. They were taking turns making a joyful noise. Singing unto the Lord. Then they were singing, the Lord is good for his mercy endures forever. Amen. So the people... Broke out in a great shout. You know what I liked about what he said? He said the people were shouting so that guess what? They couldn't tell the difference from them that was weeping from them that was shouting. That's just how loud the shout was. And the people around them heard what was going on. Folks ought to know when you're worshiping God. Come on now. You worshiping God, you're supposed to have some joy in worshiping God. And guess what? When you got some joy in worshiping God, guess what? God broadcasts your praise. More folks hear the praise than you think they hear it. It goes a long way because guess what? God shakes some salt on it. Amen. It said, and they were heard afar of off. Huh? Y'all got that quiet praise. Praise the Lord. Uh, and somebody, when you come up here, you have to really stick your ear out real close to really understand what you're saying. Because your praise is so low. Amen. Come on now. And then, when somebody actually gets the praise of God, you look at them like they're crazy. On, Amen. Because you know why? Because you got that old dignified praise. Huh? Come on now. Come down, time to praise God. Robert, they do this here. I don't I don't know what kind of hand signal God got there from, you know. But that's supposed to be their praise. You better open your mouth aloud. You better let the praises of God go out like a shout. You better let the praise of God go so far that God magnified out in the street. Come on, somebody, that somebody said, Boy, what they doing up in that place sound like they having some church. Come on somebody That's what God's looking for God when you come to the house of God God wants you to have some church Huh? Because guess what? Having church is what's going to destroy your yokes Because the anointing is going to come in And God going to do some things for you In the midst of your praise Come on somebody If you want something out of God Put something in it to John chapter 5 yeah you yeah, got that that cute praise <laughs> huh make sure you don't get your dress wrinkled up so you hallelujah God ain't heard nothing out of you. If we go to John 5 and 39, down to the 43rd verse, let's read them, please. Search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And you would not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him... Lord, have mercy. Here is the very presence of God. In the midst of them, and they couldn't even receive him. My God. But he said, if somebody else came to you claiming to be me, then you will receive him. Or if somebody else came to you in his own name claiming to be a prophet, you will receive. You know, you know that you're easy to receive somebody that got their head tied up than you is to receive the word of God. That's the same. You will bypass what the word of God said so, so that somebody can tell you, I see, I see, I see. I see God doing finna do some things with you. But guess what? If God finna do something with you, he's gonna tell you first. Amen. Amen. But Jesus told him that search the scripture. Now here, check that one out now. Search. The scriptures. Hear what the Word of God has to say. If you're gonna know about God, you're gonna find it in the Word of God. Am I right about it? And when He anointed the disciples to carry on the gospel and told them what the Word of God said they needed to do. No, we ain't doing that. We're going to go by the law. Hmm. We're going to go by what Moses said. Hmm. Jesus said, before Moses was, I am. Come on, somebody. Huh? Come on now. So you got to search the scripture. He said, because in them... You think you have found eternal life, but you overlook that they are talking about me. You bypassing eternal life thinking that you got it. If you bypass Jesus Christ, you bypassing eternal life. Wow. But you have a problem with being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? The very eternal life that you are looking for? You are bypassing the remission of sin. Uh, In Jesus' name, the very one that came to give you eternal life, I came that you may have life and that more abundantly. But you are listening to the destroyer. You are listening to the enemy, the one that came to destroy you. (laughs) Mm. Well, all the scriptures talks about me but you refuse to come to me for eternal life is in me I am eternal life Jesus said I don't care about your human praises are rolling out the red carpet for me because guess what they didn't hello somebody because I know your heart And the love of God is not in your heart. Because if the love of God was in your heart, you would love me. Lord, have mercy. Because I came in my Father's name, and you did not welcome me. You did not receive me. But when a lion wonder come to you, in his own name, you're going to receive him. If, wait a minute, if you don't receive the truth, you will receive a lie. If you don't walk in truth, you will walk in error. Come on, somebody. You know, Jesus, when he talked to his disciples and found them by the seaside doing their thing, when he gave them a little examination or uh, 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 a little bit of what he really could do, just, just he just gave them just a little tidbit. And once he showed them and said, If you think that you caught some fish then, follow me. I'm going to make you fishermen of me. Yeah. And guess what? The Bible says that they dropped their nets. And they followed him. Am I right in it? Right right? So guess what? They didn't have the whole scope of Jesus at that point in time. But they did what he asked. He said, follow me. Amen. And once we get to the point that we can follow Jesus, then guess what? We'll know what the scriptures say. Amen. We would better understand the scriptures if we follow Jesus. Come on, somebody. Peter said, man, I've been out here toiling all day. I ain't caught nothing. And you trying to get me to go back out and throw out the net again? Jesus said, just do what I say. Oh, why can't we just do what he said? He said, but because you said it, I'll do it. when and throwed out his net and had so many fishers they couldn't even get them all in the boat. Same place, other side. (laughs) Did y'all hear? Same place, other side. You've been fishing on the other side too long. You need to fish on the side that Jesus tell you about. Come on, somebody. You've been on the natural end of it too long. It's time for you to fish on the spiritual side of Christ. Mm. So, they didn't roll no red carpet out for him. I know they didn't roll no red carpet out for him because they tried to throw him over the cliff. They tried to kill him. Trying to kill the very one that came to save him. Huh? Trying to kill the very one. Come on, somebody. That came to offer them life. Hey, Amen. And then when he got through telling them, he said, the scriptures have been fulfilled in your ear. And you know what I found out? If you don't want to know the truth, it'll send you in a rage. It will send you in a rage and you will be mad because the scripture is pointing out your flaws. Amen. But he said, I do not tell, don't, do not tell me about your trust in Moses. If you believed him, you should believe me, for Moses wrote about me. (coughs) So, guess what? We gotta believe in what the scriptures say, regardless of what somebody is saying or try to twist what the word of God said. If God then brought you to the point and introduced you, you know what one thing I found out? God would bring you to the point and introduce you to water baptism in his name. And at the day that God introduced you to it, that's when you need to walk in it. Come on, somebody. Because if you don't walk into it when God introduced you to it, guess what? When you finally get there, you're going to have struggle. You're going to struggle with it. Come on now. So, here again, we got to we got to go and find out what God is looking for in us. What God is searching to find in you. Amen. Preachers, don't be satisfied with where you at. You better find out what God wants with you. Do y'all hear me? Because if you don't go find out what God want out of you, then you're failing the mission. We are in kingdom building. Come on now. Don't build your own palace and leave God's house undone. Or yours is going to crumble. You ain't your own no more. You were bought with a price. Amen. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 7. I try to live on the fact that God said that he will supply my every need according to his riches in glory. Amen. So whatever the need arise. God got my back. Because he said it in his word. Amen. Even if it get down to the point. Of paying taxes. He got a fish out there with my tax money in it. huh? And, and, and that's what he told the disciples. There's a fish out there with your tax money in it. So he proved that he can supply your every need. Amen. Who knows of a fish running around with gold in his mouth? Huh? Come on, somebody. But God had that fish to pick some gold up from somebody. Huh? man Matthew 7 verses 7 and 8 and it says ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be open unto you for everyone that seeketh ask receive it and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knock it shall be open. Well, that means there's three things that the saint of God need to be doing when it comes down to God. They need to be asking. They need to be searching. And they need to be knocking. Come on, somebody. We ask, but we don't search. We ask, and we don't knock. We just think that it ought to just fall out of the sky. Amen. We don't want to do anything to obtain what God has for us. We just want God to give it. Am I right about it? We don't want to labor for anything. We just want God to drop it like it's hot. These three things are actions and the individual must take And approaching God by faith. Wow. You got to believe God first. Ain't no point in you asking if you don't believe. No point in you looking for him if you ain't got no faith. Come on now. No point in you knocking on his door if you don't think he's at home. Come on, somebody. We must understand that God's ears are attentive. To your spiritual growth over your fleshly wants. We try to put our fleshly wants over our spiritual growth. Nobody seek God for spiritual growth. We all seek him for the fish and the loaves. Amen. But what about the stuff that is in heaven? Come on somebody. What about your spiritual growth that God is prepared to supply you with that you can grow in the kingdom? Come on now. And be kingdom worshipers. Be kingdom workers. You are asking a holy God and a spiritual God huh, to give you a whole lot of things. But you are not asking him, God give me you. And this is the first thing that should be on our agenda with God. God, first of all, give me you. Amen. Everything else can wait. Just give me you. Amen. Amen. Take a look at the life of Solomon. God asked him, Solomon, what is it that you want out of me? You know, that's amazing to hear God come to you and say, Antina, what do you want out of me? Karina, what do you want out of me? What is it that you want me to do for you? He that what he asked I Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom. (laughs) Give me wisdom to know how to lead or be a right king to the people that you have given me. Wow. God probably said, "Mm, a man out of my own heart. He said, Solomon... I'm going to give you that wisdom. I'm going to give you what you asked me for. But Rosetta didn't turn around and said, I'm going to give you that stuff that you didn't ask me for. Wow. Huh? He gave Solomon all the riches to go along with the wisdom. Now, First of all, now you got to be able to know how to use what God gives you. You got to be able to use God's wisdom to the point that you make right decisions. Hmm. I'm gonna call this Solomon had a task, a test. It was a task, but it was also a test that two women came to Solomon. They both had babies on the same night. One baby died. One baby lived. The one, the baby that died, the mother of that child stole the child from the woman that lived and gave her the dead baby. They took the case to Solomon And so it was an argument about who did the live baby belong to. Hmm. So Solomon said, well, if we can't come to the conclusion of who this baby belonged to, I tell y'all what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut the baby in half, give you half the baby, and I'm going to give you half the baby. That's what brought out true love. The one that the baby belonged to said, don't kill the baby. Just go ahead and give the child to her that the baby would live. Solomon said, now I got the answer. You are the one that is the real mother. Because the one that wasn't the real mother said, you all cutting it in half. Go go ahead, cut, cut it in half before I let you give my baby to her. Cut the baby in half. Had no love for the child. Did not respect the life of the child. But because of her selfish reasons was willing to kill the baby. Hmm. How's your wisdom working? How your wisdom working today? What's going to happen when God tests out your wisdom? Mm. We are at a testing time. God going to test your wisdom. He going to test your faithfulness. He going to seek to find out who you really are. How you really feel about him. Amen. Can you go out of the way for God? Can you push yourself for the service of God? Amen. We're at that point. And you can tell that we're at the breaking point. Huh? God's sipping some stuff out. And it's showing up in the heart of the people. Amen. Jesus. Told Peter them, I see Satan falling. It's light. And he also said, told him, and said, and the devil is trying to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. He prayed for him that what? Not his flesh, but that his faith fail it not. Your faith got to find you today. Amen. Amen. Go to Luke chapter 18. Sometimes our knocking ain't loud enough. You know hear I mean? Sometimes your knocking on God's door ain't loud enough. Kind of remind me of blind Barnabas when they tried to shut him up. You're too loud. Bible said that he hollered out even the more so. Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Come on, somebody. When you're looking for the mercy of God, you can't worry about what somebody else seeing you do. You can't worry about nobody else, how they're looking at you when you're looking for the mercies of God. Come on, somebody. This going to cause you to get ugly. You better get ugly. Huh? amen you looking for God to do something for you yeah. amen. amen Luke chapter 18 verses one through 8 let's read it please amen. parable to them to this end that men ought to pray. oh men ought to always pray and faint not don't lose heart don't give up on your prayer you seeking God you looking for an answer from God amen Amen. and you done already declared that you said that he can do all things but fail am I right so then you stop losing heart on your prayer stop fainting read the book Neither regarded man And there was a widow in that city And she came unto him saying Avenge me of my adversary And he would not for a while But after he said within himself Thou say I fear not God Nor regard man Yet because this widow troubled me I will avenge her, lest by her continuing to come, she's wearying me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man coming shall he find faith on the earth wow look what the unjust judge did cause the woman was persistent she wanted justice huh So when we pray to God, we don't need to lose heart, but look for the righteousness of God. If you can get a prayer through for yourself, what's the point of me hoping, if you can't get one through for yourself, what's me hoping that you're going to get one through for me? Come on now. You got to be persistent in your pursuit for God. If the unjust judge can avenge this woman of her adversary, how much can God do for you That call on him day and night? In other words, that woman kept praying. Uh, you got to keep praying. Come on, somebody. And we guess what? We're guilty. We are guilty on our prayer life. We get God's short stuff. And can I say it? One time a day. Hello, somebody. Do we think about God in the middle of the day? Do we think about God in the morning? Do we think about God late at night? Do we think about calling on God just to call on God? Wow. You don't always have to have something to, to beg God for the call on God. You can just call on God just to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your love and kindness and your tender mercy. That's enough within itself to call on him for. Come on now. That grace reported for duty on your behalf. Amen. Amen. If you can get a prayer through, people in the authority may not fear God, but your faith and your honor should always trust and believe in God. That's why God told us to pray for those that are in authority. Come on now. That we can what? Live a peaceable life. Come on now we supposed to be praying for those folks that's making decisions for us. Hmm? That God can make them make the right decision. Huh? Decisions ain't being made because saints stop praying. Amen? Saints can stop praying for those things to be made right and they don't stop praying for stuff because the world and told them is stuff that you need so we stop running after the righteousness of God and start running after stuff amen if this woman constantly pursued justice for her request relentless to the point that the unjust judge she got on his nerves Man, you know what, I would would love for me to be the one to get on